Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey everybody, I'd like to welcome you to the How Social Are You podcast, where we ask the question, are we more or less social because of social media? This is Mark Lindheimer, and you're listening to podcast episode number eight. If you love the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a glowing review. We'd really appreciate it. Today on the podcast, we're joined by bodybuilder, sponsored athlete, and social media inspiration, Melvin Alston. Melvin is a nationally ranked bodybuilder who's literally been pumping iron since the age of 12 when he got his first set of dumbbells in a Joe Weider magazine. He recently competed in the IFBB North American Championships and achieved his best result in his career. He's a daily inspiration to his thousands of social media followers. He's also the face of a premier nutritional supplement company, More Muscle. In his spare time, he runs a multi-million dollar division of an independent contractor company, which is where he and I met about 15 years ago. And lastly, he's married to his beautiful wife, who must be a saint, and they have three teenage kids together. So let's get started. Hello, Melvin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. It's uh, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's great to hear from you as well. I've been following your your uh, journey on social media and uh, with great interest. And you know, uh, just uh, your 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 brand is so amazing and so powerful and inspirational. I wanted to share it with my audience. And when I reached out to you, you were in the midst of you know, all of your training. So uh, we, we let that kind of uh, move to the side uh, for a little while and, you know, connected with you a few days ago. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're available. Yeah, I, I'm glad that uh, we were finally able to connect. Um, I was in the last uh, phases of my competition uh, preparation, I think, when you reached out to me. So um, I uh, ended up uh, doing very well, and I got that behind me. And uh, um, I'm uh, very pleased to be able to uh, give this some uh, some time and and uh, catch up with you. And uh, very excited about this. 
Excellent. Well, let's do this, Melvin. Why don't you share a little bit about your background uh, with the with the audience? And you know, the 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 goal of this podcast and the question we ask is: Are we more or less social because of social media? And you have not. You and I have known each other for I think it's about fifteen years. Um, and uh, you know, you're you're uh, you know you're just a, a great personality. You know, you're, you know, you're so fun to work with and, and you have so many friends and, um, you know, but I, I, and I know when social media kind of started out, you know, we all kind of dabbled in it. And, um, you know, so I'm really interested because your brand has gotten, you know, so uh, forward and so involved in social media, I wanted to kind of take a step back, give the listeners some background on you, you know, some of your history. And, uh, yep. you know, and your, you know, your, your bodybuilding efforts, you know, kind of tie that together. And then we can talk about social media and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I'll start from the beginning. I was uh, born in uh, Flint, Michigan, 1971. And uh, I was born and raised there. Um, had a great childhood. Um, mom and dad. Uh, one brother, one sister, sister older, and then one younger brother. Um, again, had a great childhood. Um, off at a young age in sports, uh, extracurricular activities, football, basketball, track. I was always a very active uh, child. And, um, and then probably at around the age of 12 or 13, um, really started getting serious about wanting to play football. And that kind of took the, the when football kind of went to the forefront of all the, uh, other sports that I was involved in. So, um, my mom, I remember had a, a pair of like 12 pound dumbbells there at the house. And, um, I took those dumbbells and, you know, I, th- I think it was, I saw a magazine or something at the store. I remember sitting there reading the exercises and stuff. And, and that was like the first time that, uh, I picked up, uh, any type of weights and, and, uh, didn't know what I was doing, but, uh, I know I liked it and, um, kept working out and kept learning more. And, um, uh, like I said, I started doing that for football, so it, it helped me a lot um, to prepare for playing football. And um, that football career actually uh, ended up uh, – I, I moved on to high school and played all four years in high school for varsity and ended up getting a partial scholarship to the University of Michigan and played for two years uh, for the Wolverines. Um so um had a pretty good football career. The only reason I stopped playing was because of reoccurring injuries and I got to a point where uh, I had to make a decision. Um, and it wasn't that hard of a decision for me to walk away because at the same time I was already involved in bodybuilding. Um, at the age of 16, I joined the YMCA and met some people there that were into bodybuilding and powerlifting, some older guys, and they kind of took me under their wing. And, you know, they said, wow, you got great genetics for this. You should really think about, you know, 
competing and pursuing uh, this sport. So I did my first show at the age of 17. That was the Mr. Teenage Flint. And I won Mr. Teenage Flint at the age of 17. I was a junior in high school. And um, the next year, competed in the Mr. Teenage Michigan, and I won that at the age of 18. And then the following year, um, that qualified me to compete at the Teenage USA Championships, and I ended up taking fifth, fifth place there. That was down in Houston, Texas, um, when I was 19. And, um, you know, that was like the beginning of my bodybuilding career. I fell in love with it and fell in love with the sport and um, was kind of been kind of hooked ever since. Um, from there, I... Um, I competed about three more times. Uh, I think as soon as I turned 20, I remember um, competing in the Michigan State Championships, and I won uh, that competition. Uh, and then I competed in a regional show that uh, I took my division. I didn't win the overall show, but I took the heavyweight division in that one. And that qualified me to compete at the USA national championships but i was at a point where i felt like i really wasn't prepared to compete at that high level uh, and that was also the time at which i was transferring from the university of michigan to unlv um so i was done playing football at michigan transferred to unlv and that's how i ended up here in las vegas um got here to las vegas and uh started going to school uh, my major was physical therapy and sports medicine, so I was working on finishing up and getting my degree. I was working at Gold's Gym as a trainer, and um, while I was uh, working as a trainer there, I met a gentleman named Roger Stevenson who worked for a company called Nth Degree. It wasn't <laughs> Nth Degree at the time, but um, it's now called Nth Degree, and uh he kind of scooped me up and I began working for him and nth degree as just a casual uh, laborer while I was finishing up school. And, um, and you know, he, he came to me and said, you know, I'm getting a lot of requests for you from clients um, that really like you and enjoy you working on their jobs and they want you back. So, um, he just kept giving me more and more work, and of course, I kept taking it. Um, so by you, the time you had, had joined the union at that point, right, and you were involved yeah, in yep. in the and, and just for the background for the for the listeners, you know, and this does all tie together. <laughs> um, you know this this career path that you went on, uh, you know, took you into a place in Las Vegas where you know you're working on trade show floors uh, at convention centers virtually every day, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. Las Vegas is the convention capital of the world. So um, this company that Roger recruited me into um, at the time, and I think we still are the largest independent contractor that does uh, this type of convention work. Um, and any and every type of industry that you could think of has a convention uh, or an expo or a symposium or some type of get together um, where the companies come together. And, um, and, and what we do is we service particular clients uh, at these events and uh, we handle all of their labor and any other 
um, needs that they may have at the uh, at the particular show. So, yeah, that's what we do. That's so, so interesting. I think when when uh, I, you and I were working together at that same company, and this is many years after you started, um, mm-hmm. you know, you were you were in charge of the entire city of Las Vegas, and yep. I think that business. And we're kind of diverging off of the the bodybuilding, but it's it's relevant in your story. Uh, I think at that time that business was something like twenty five million dollars worth of business annually. Uh, yeah, I seem to recall, right. and and I'm sure it's yeah. probably even bigger than that now. And you run that whole it operation is. now. You came from a, 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 a you know a part time uh, contract a laborer all the way to the city manager running uh, basically a multi-million dollar operation, which is, you know, just such an incredible story. It really is, Mark. Um, I actually was interviewed uh, yesterday by um, the editor-in-chief of the Exhibit City News, which is the the newspaper for our industry. And, um, and, you know, one of the questions that he asked me was, you know, wow, you've been with this company for so long. And what, you know, what do you enjoy about this company? Or what do you like about this company? And I said, you know what? I really am thankful and I, and I really feel blessed that I've been able to work my way up through the ranks of this company. And I mean, I have literally done every job in between being a casual laborer all the way up through being a lead man, project manager, assistant city manager to the position that I'm in now. So I have personal hands-on experience um, with, with everything, everything that we do from top to bottom. And, and I feel very blessed and fortunate that I'm working for a company that has allowed me to have the opportunities to advance and to, um, and to progress and to broaden my horizons and to challenge myself and just continue to move upward. You know, and, um, that's one of the things that I really am thankful for, for working for this company. And, and, and somehow uh, you're able to uh, make your bodybuilding career, uh, which is no less of a commitment uh, from a time and effort and energy standpoint, uh, work within the context of what you do every day running your business. Yeah, yeah, I really have. Um, for a while, um, when, when I um, first started working for the company, um, you know, being a young man and, uh, you know, trying to finish up school. And um, I think uh, around that time was the time that um, uh, I met my future wife and we started to have kids and we're raising a young family. With all of that going on, um, I continued to work out, but I had to give the the, the competition uh, side of the bodybuilding. I had to kind of put that on the back burner because I just didn't have the time. I couldn't commit myself to do that. But I always knew I would come back to it one day, uh, and I did. You know, so probably from the age of twenty one all the way to the age of thirty five. I never stopped working out, but I didn't do any competitions. And it was right around the age of 35 to where I was at a point in my career with nth degree and at a point in my life, my personal life, where I felt like I was stable and settled enough to where I could return 
to the competitive stage of bodybuilding and, and, and fully commit myself, you know, knowing what it takes. I'm the type of person to where uh, I'm either going to give 100 percent or I'm not going to do it. And I, I felt like I was at a point where I could truly commit myself to um, to going back to uh, competitive bodybuilding. And that's exactly what I did. So uh, I returned to the stage in. Oh, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I was around 35 and I won my first show right off the bat and it kind of picked up where I left off and I've just been kind of climbing up the ranks since then. Was that the show in Miami when you were in that Miami, uh, you competed? Yep. So that, that would have probably been, I'm guessing around 2008, 2009, 2007. Does that sound about right? That does sound about right because i'm 45 it would have been about two actually probably about 2006 2007 okay. yep you know what as a matter of fact i'm looking at the i have the uh picture of the newspaper clipping i forgot and it's posted on my wall here behind my desk and it says 2006 npc miami bodybuilding champion well, I remember we were working together at that time and, and, uh, you know, I remember you showing me pictures on your phone. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And, yeah. and, you know, that's sort of when at, that's the point really, I mean, I knew you working, uh, you know, cause we, we worked together, you, you serviced my clients and, um, you know, we got to be friends and, you know, I learned about this whole other side of you. I always knew you were, you know, this massive, you know, physical specimen, uh, and I knew you worked out hard, but I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, didn't know all the story. And then you showed me the pictures and the difference from when you're training versus when you're, you know, uh, kind of in off season mode. And, yeah. um, you know, I've just, I was always impressed with your, you know, your drive and your discipline and your energy and your positivity. Um, you know, uh, just the example of, of, you know, your, your heart and soul into really, you know, three things, you know, your family, your, your work and your, and your, uh, you know, your passion, which is bodybuilding. So that's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast, Melvin. Um, you know, so in the, in the last, you know, 10 years, um, you know, how, how much have you competed over that time and, and where has that taken you, um, you know, in your, in your competitive life, uh, in this most recent, uh, competition. Yeah. I, um, um, like we said, that first competition, uh, back for me was 2006 and I won the Miami, uh, championships. Um, I was actually temporarily relocated, still working for the same company, but temporarily relocated, to our office down there and what's helping out down there. Uh, so I made that my first competition back and I won the heavyweight and the overall competition there. So uh, it was a good start to my comeback. And uh, from that was like the, the way that bodybuilding works is you usually start out at a local city level. And then um, if you do well, you would move on and advance to a state level. And if you do well, you move on and advance to a region of the country or either to the whole country, like a national level competition. So that Miami show was my first show back. It was a local city level competition and I won. So that qualified me to compete uh, at the state level. So my next competition after that uh, was the Florida State Championships and I won 
um, the heavyweight division and the overall at that competition. Uh, that qualified me to compete on the national level. Um, once you get to the national level, um, that's pretty as much as high as you can go without turning professional. If you if you win at the national level, then you turn pro, and then you get to compete on the pro level, uh, where you actually get to compete for for money. Uh, on the amateur level, um, there's no money involved. So. Um, I would say probably 2009, 2010, because I waited, I think, about a year or two. Maybe 2010 was my first crack at the national level. Um, I think it was the national USA National Bodybuilding Championships in Atlanta. Um, the, the number of competitors at these shows are usually between 1,000 and 1,500 competitors. You're competing against <laughs> guys from every state. Um, they're the top bodybuilders from all over the country. So um, I remember thinking in that first national level show, I just remember thinking, um, I just want to make the finals. I just want to make the finals because um, – and, and what I mean by that is that they have a prejudging that happens – in the morning and you may have you know they have to basically sort through these thousands of competitors and then there's only 15 guys invited back for the finals so and you could do you could diet and prep for this show for months fly across country do the prejudging and then if you don't make the finals you go home your your time is over so i just remember thinking i just want to make the finals um and I did. I made the uh, made the finals, so I was happy with that. Uh, and I placed 14th that first time. Um, I remember being happy, but at the same time, I remember thinking, "Wow, I think I could have done a lot better because I didn't feel like I uh, had achieved the best condition that I possibly could have uh, could have achieved." So uh, I came back the next year. Um, and uh, improve my placement all the way up to ninth place. And um, I've just been kind of steadily improving, Mark, every year. I mean, the last, uh, I think I went from ninth place to fifth place the following year. Uh, and then last year, uh, I competed in two different um, shows. I competed at the same USA national level show. And I ended up taking second place. And then I competed in a show. Um, it's kind of more equivalent to the world championships. So it's actually bigger than the U.S. national championships because you're competing against not only the best in the U.S., you're competing against the top bodybuilders from other countries in the world. Um, so I did that last year as well and took uh, fifth place. This year uh, I competed – uh, in those same two competitions, uh, and I took second place uh, in both of them. So it's the highest I've ever placed. Um, just missed first place by a few points. And, um, you know, um, I'm right now I'm at a point where uh, I'm happy with how I did. I'm extremely happy, especially this last competition, because it was the best condition I've ever been in. Um, so, and, you know, it's – even though I didn't win, for me, I don't worry about 
who I'm competing against. Because uh, I look at it as I'm competing against myself. And I'm constantly trying to improve and, and come out uh, better uh, with a better package uh, than I did the last show. And as long as I'm able to do that, I'm okay with however I place. Now, that's that's such uh, great advice for any any endeavor, you know, yeah. uh, especially in in competition. But, you know, are you the are you a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday? You know, exactly. whether you're competing or doing your job or or, uh, you know, any any endeavor, it's just really important to take that approach that, you know, if you're improving and you're advancing uh, you know, your, your, your things are going to work out pretty well for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I take that approach, not just with bodybuilding, but just in life, different aspects of my life in general. You know, I'm always, I always have the mindset of, okay, I, I either want to, I want to hold steady or I want to be able to move forward, but I'm not going backwards. That's not an option. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 absolutely the right uh, the right approach, and and you know I followed you on social media, you know because uh, you know our paths went in little different directions uh, from a from a career standpoint, uh, business wise, and and but I've always been connected with you on Facebook, and I kind of want to circle around to social media. What was the first social media platform you were involved with? Uh, either personally or or kind of you know sharing you know with people you knew what you were doing and who you were uh it was facebook and i'll be honest with you i was very reluctant right from the get go um even though um i i would consider myself a, a social person um uh I have many friends. I know lots of people from all over the, the country, um, but I'm also a, a private person and um, I don't really talk a lot about what's going on in my private life um, freely. You know, if asked, I'll definitely share the information with people, but I'm just not the kind of person that talks a lot about myself and what I'm doing um, unless it's brought up by someone else. So um, my first endeavor with social media was Facebook and my um, bodybuilding sponsors, the company More Muscle, they are the ones that really, really pushed me to, 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 to get on Facebook and kind of get involved in social media, uh, not only to help uh, because I was a I am their main sponsored athlete at the time. Um, I just signed a contract with them to be their main sponsored athlete. So of course they want me to help promote uh, their products and their supplements, which I still do to this day. Um, so that was um, a big reason to get involved with the social media, but also um, just to kind of, you know, share with people, you know, my story and, and my journey. So um, after I think it took about a year <laughs> before I actually gave in and said, okay, okay, I'll sign up and, um, and, and get on this thing and see where it goes. And boy, has it taken off. I mean, um, it's, it's something that I actually really enjoy now, you know, uh, despite being so reluctant from the get go. Yeah, I hear that so often, uh, you know, especially, you know, in 
you know, the millennials are, are different, right? They're wired to kind of be in this thing and they've grown up with it. But people that are, you know, in their 40s or 50s or whatever, you know, we were all kind of reluctant initially because this was yeah. so new, you know, when, uh, when Facebook started and we were all on it, you know, we all got on it because of whatever friends or family or, or what have you. I know that's why I got plugged in and mostly it was just kind of watching, but then it become, it became this really interesting, you know, uh, ecosystem where you could connect with people and you could see what they were doing and learn about their lives and, and, you know, and, and also to be able to promote a business or, you know, a personal accomplishment or something like that. And to get the, you know, the social feedback uh, is really uh, powerful, you know, and, (laughs) you know, I've watched you go from, you know, just Facebook to now Facebook and Instagram and, you know, your daily posts and videos are truly inspirational. You know, it's in your face. It is mindset. It is all of that. I'm I'm interested in how you evolve that you know, did you work with somebody to help you kind of tune that? Is that something you just decided you wanted to to be more inspirational in, in how you have branded yourself? I actually didn't, Mark. It's something that just kind of naturally evolved into that. Um, I, I didn't have anybody specifically telling me this is what you need to do or working with me. Um, I do everything on my own. Um, as far as my social media and the things I post and, and even the pictures, you know, probably some of the pictures and the videos that you see, I'm doing it all myself. Um, but it's something that just naturally evolved uh, into that. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with, I just had no idea of the impact that I was having on other people's lives, you know, until I started to get some of this feedback through social media about how, you know, people would say stuff like, wow, you're an inspiration or wow, you really motivate me, you know, or I, I can't wait to see what you post about this, or I can't wait to see this, or I have a question about this. And it it really hit me and it really struck me that, um, you know, this is really powerful. This is something that, um, this is a way that I can connect with people and, and help people achieve their own personal goals. And that's something that I really enjoy doing. I mean, just in general, you know, whether it's involved with bodybuilding or fitness or, or any other aspect of what's going on in someone's life, just to be able to help someone uh you know achieve their goal you know or motivate them or inspire them to do something that they've always wanted to do or to do something that they didn't think they could previously do that that's um that's just really inspiring to me and that that and that motivates me in in turn as well you know uh that's it's so uh, amazing, uh, you know, to, to kind of go along that path and to come to realize. And what's so great is, you know, people like and comment and share and mm-hmm. it pulls you into that, that whole kind of uh, interaction cycle. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I could see how it would drive you to be, you know, even more uh 
you know, forceful in, in the message that you send. And I'll tell you, you know, having watched you on, on Facebook and Instagram, uh, you know, you're, you're a natural at creating the imagery. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people, especially in the, you know, the Fitspo business, uh, you know, in, in health and fitness and, and even, even bodybuilding where they really don't have a clue what they're doing you know, and, and there's always some product in the picture or there's always, you know, some angle that's a little bit off, but, you know, having, you know, being a student of social media, I'm, I'm always impressed with how your, uh, you know, that, that focus uh, and determination and consistency comes through in, in your message. And that's how you create an audience. That's how you create a following. That's how you create real um, a community, around your brand. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you're just, you're just winning, Melvin. <laughs> you're well, just winning. That, that makes me feel good to hear you say that, Mark. I, I, I sometimes there's been times over the last couple of years where uh, I stop and think to myself, do I really want to post this? Uh, I'm worried about this or somebody may take it the wrong way or, I don't know about this, but then I always get to the same point. You know, I've even gotten caught up. I won't lie. Honestly, I've even gotten caught up in thinking, well, this probably won't get a lot of likes. So I don't know if I want to post this. But then I say to myself, you know what? I like this. This is what I want to post. I don't care if it gets one like this is the message that I want to post. This is what I want to get across. And that's one thing that I've learned and that I, I can honestly stay, say that I stay true to myself on the things that you see me post. I'm not looking for a hundred likes or a thousand likes or, or people to love me or make all of these great comments. I'm truly staying honest to myself and I'm posting and sharing what I want to share, you know, whether regardless of the feedback that I get, um, I can honestly say that. And that makes me feel good. Uh, it's, it's such a great approach. And, and one of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of people have a hard time learning is, is that, you know, the, the social feedback that we get, uh, we're, not a con- we're not in control of it. You know, uh, I can't control what people think about a post that I put up or, you know, something, you know, and especially in this political, politically correct world we live in, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, There's, uh, you know, there's there's censorship. There's, you know, it's it's just a strange world today. Uh, and, Mm -hmm. And I think when you have a brand that you believe in, whatever that is, you should be able to express it. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. words, words in, you know, as long as it's not something that is offensive, uh, you know, uh, visually or, or verbally that is, you know, really kind of there's certain things that fall into that category. But you're, you're setting out mm-hmm. to inspire people. You're educating people. You're, you know, you're bringing a message of, of empowerment and, you know, that, that attitude that if it makes you feel like it's the right thing to do. That's the most important thing. And again, because we're not in charge of the outcome and how people are going to respond. And and you've been so consistent in that. And that kind of brings me around to that question. You know, are we more or less social because of social media? How do you think 
social media has affected, you know, your kind of awareness of how much time you spend and how do you manage that? Um, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, do you see people, you know, kind of getting caught up in it? And, you know, I, I don't know how old your kids are now, um, but, uh, you know, do you see people getting caught up in it? And do you have any advice as to how to kind of rein it in, if you will? Yeah. Well, you're definitely right. People can definitely get caught up in it, and I see it all the time. Um, and, and I'm not the most social. I'm not the most social media savvy person out there. I really only do Facebook and Instagram, and I know that uh, there's Snapchat and uh, Twitter, and, and I thought about you know getting involved with that stuff, but I still, but I haven't yet. So um, you know my. Um, uh, knowledge in social media is somewhat limited, but, um, you know, speaking for myself, um, I, I manage it very well. Um, I have, I'm, I'm a very disciplined person. I'm very regimented. Um, I wake up, my alarm went off at 3 a.m. this morning. That's normal for me. I wake up, I probably spend the first hour doing my um, social media work. Um, that's that's when it's my quiet time because, of course, nobody's awake in the house. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the couch with the TV off and nothing going on, and that's when I'm um, on social media. And if I have anything I want to post or uh, I may be editing pictures or working on something for – more muscle, my sponsors, but that first hour um, doing my thing. Um, and then after that, it's time for me to get up and get ready and, and hit the gym. And then I'm working out for the next couple of hours after that. And then from there, I got to go to work and then I'm working all day. When I get off work, uh, I have things to do with the kids, you know, football practice, picking this one up, dropping that one off helping cook dinner, helping with homework and eight, nine o'clock at night. And if I want to get up when that alarm goes off at 3 a.m. the next morning, I need to get my butt in the bed by nine o'clock. So get on social media and start, you know, messing around with that. Uh, I'm in the bed and I'm asleep. And then it starts all over the next day. So that's that average day for me. You know, I just set aside that time in the morning, and that's really the the only time uh, that I give myself to do that. You know, um, I'm a little bit more disciplined than a lot of people out there. Uh, my kids are very active in social media. They're 14, 16, and 18. Um, but even with them, you know, I try to you know, kind of, you know, rein them in sometimes when you see them just sitting there with the phone for hours and hours and hours, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta rein them in and, you know, uh, and, and, and redirect their attention to someone else. Cause it can, uh, it can get a little out of hand sometimes. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great awareness and, and, you know, uh, it's no, 
uh, surprise that you bring the same discipline that you you have in your in your bodybuilding career and your business career to just how you uh, allot time for social media. And I think that's a great message to people, you know, don't make it an all day thing. And I'm guilty of this. I pop in and out of it throughout the day and evening, you know, try, do their best to schedule your social media time and make it a consistent thing. Um, And I love that you do it in the morning, you know, before you start your day, you allot time and you have a purpose to it. You know, you're editing, you're hashtagging, you know, you're responding probably to people's comments and uh, you're, you know, you're, you're, you, ha- you limit that time and then it's into the, into the rest of your day and until the next, the next morning. And I think that's great advice to people. Find a, find a slot of time that, uh, that you can, you know, allot for it and then just set it aside. And believe me. Yep. You know, uh, when I've when I've been disciplined like that, which is more often than not, I'm much more productive in the rest of my day. I'm much exactly. more productive. And, you know, uh, whether we're kids or we're adults, we all have commitments uh, that we need to meet. And, you know, at some point, uh, social media becomes a distraction and it can also become a barrier to our lives. I'm sure your your you know your wife and kids appreciate the fact that you're actually there and present for them, <laughs> and not on social media. You know, you can have yeah. conversations, real conversations. My wife always jokes. She's like, "Okay, phone off, notifications off. You know, you're done." <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. We've had to set those rules in our house too. You know, we we have family time where we sit there and have our family meetings and we talk. And every once in a while, okay, turn your phone. Everyone turns their phone off. You know, or even at the dinner table, phone. Don't bring the phones to the dinner table. You know, you just have to be, uh, you have to set the, the your limitations and and um, and work within work within them. Now we're social beings, and social media is a, you know, is a powerful tool to connect with people. But what you and I are doing right now, you know, this conversation we're having, you know, I'm learning yeah. about you, and you know, I'm 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 able to understand where you're coming from and your and your journey and your story. And I couldn't have done that just watching you on social media. And, and this is what really yeah. human, human interaction and social interaction where social beings is about. And, uh, you know, Melvin, I, I can't thank you enough. This has been a great, great experience. I'm so glad this was able to work out for us. And, you know, I'd love to, to connect with you down the road and, and see how things have evolved for you in your, in your competitive endeavors uh, as you go forward forward and also in social media, you know, as your brand grows and you know, maybe we could check in again in a year or so and, and uh, do a revisit. That sounds great, Mark. I really appreciate uh, you giving me the opportunity to uh, share uh, bits and pieces of my life and, and, and my history and, and the things that I'm doing and what's going on in my world. And uh, I look forward to maybe sitting down and chatting with you again sometime in the future. Oh, I'm sure I'll see you out there on the show floor sometime soon. So, so for the listeners out there, if they wanted to get a, you know, uh, uh, to visit your social media, where would they find you? Can you give them your, your social media handles where they can find you? Yeah, you can just uh, look me up on Facebook under Melvin Austin. Uh, last name is spelled A-L-S-T-O-N. Or you can find me on Instagram under Melvin Muscle. I love that one. Uh, there's no doubt, listeners, when you see his pictures, there's a lot of muscle there. And uh, 
Is there is there any kind of a media contact where people get in touch with you, uh, an email or anything like that? Or is it best to just reach out to you on social media? Yeah, actually, if, if uh, email is better, um, my email is melvinmuscle32 at gmail.com. Perfect. And I'll add these, uh, all these links into uh, the show notes for the podcast. And, you know, if you, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, you know, or any of our podcasts, really appreciate uh, your, your ratings on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes, uh, the How Social Are You podcast. You can also find us on Spreaker and Stitcher and Google Play podcasts. Um, you can find me personally at M. Lindheimer on Twitter as well as Instagram. And I'm Mark E. Lindheimer on Facebook. And if you'd like to send me an email about the show, if you'd like to be on the show or you have any comments, you can certainly, you know, tweet at me or you can message me or you can email me at the how social are you podcast at gmail.com. And, you know, I want to just thank you again, Melvin. It was a great uh, pleasure having you on. I want to thank the listeners for participating in the in this uh, show and this podcast. And, you know, we'll be adding more great interviews in the future. So for now, thanks, everybody. This is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.